These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers some sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest people I know. Hello world! Welcome to the funniest people I know. I'm George Coloris, and here with me today are my fabulous, funny co-hosts, Alexandria Sweat. What's up, everybody? And Abigail Williams. Hello, world. Welcome back, Abigail. Abigail is showing off a caterpillar. This is the very hungry caterpillar, George. It's a cardboard cutout by Eric Carle. Ever heard of him? I just found it next to me. Compliments of my two-year-old, and I just wanted to show you all. Oh, well. This is what my life is like when I'm not recording podcasts. Living the exciting I, dream. I used to work at Hyde Museum a couple years ago, and they had an Eric Carle exhibit. And I remember the nostalgia. That was my story. Didn't he end up getting an apple or something? He ate oh, everything. I'm, He's kind of a fat um, guy. Yeah. I tried to make my son a hungry caterpillar cake for his first birthday. And I wanted to be super cool, healthy mom and used natural food dyes. The head of the caterpillar is supposed to be red, but the head of my son's caterpillar mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. a pinkish, fleshish color. And it oh. was really Ooh. uncomfortable <laughs> serving this Love. caterpillar head to my son for cake for Ew. his first birthday. But he didn't know the difference. And if he never listens to this episode of this podcast, he never will. Oh. I'm realizing I don't think I ever finished that book, which is a funny thing to say about a children's book. <laughs> I think it's about eight pages. Right. Like you I might have like... to blind spot this because I don't know what happens at the end of The Hungry Caterpillar. Oh, wait I... a second. Are we saying we're bringing children's books to the blind spot now? I think we because might have to. I think I good. Tossing in goosebumps. Just goosebumps. I've never read a goosebump. Okay. Neither have I. What? Well, we kick off every episode with a round of what's making you laugh. We're each going to share a story, and then we're going to pick one to dive into. Alexandria, what's making you laugh this week? (laughs) The BET Awards. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. What's making me laugh this week is religious acid attack. Whoa. Okay. (laughs) What's making you laugh, Abigail? This week I've been laughing at some boomers versus millennial tweets on the old internet. Yeah, hey, Boomer. (laughs) Are we Boomers? You're certainly not Boomer. We're in the crux, in the heart of Millennial. You guys are Millennials. I'm in this weird two-year lost gap between Gen X and Millennials that has no name. You're a lost boy. Abigail, what do you want to talk about? I think we should go BET. I'm feeling the BET Award, too. There's a lot to unpack there. I think so. Alex, what do we have? I'm so happy that award shows are making a comeback. Recently, the BET Awards aired, and there was just a lot to talk about. First of all, they honored Queen Latifah with the Lifetime Award. Mm-hmm. Um, there was so much to unpack there, because we're going to need to talk about Lil' Kim turning herself into a Prada bag or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened there. There was a beautiful dedication to DMX that included Method Man, um, Buster Rhymes, actor Michael K. Williams, and Swiss Beats, and, and many other people. You have performances from Cardi B, where we found out she's pregnant with baby number two. Mm-hmm. Cardi B looks great. 
she does not let being pregnant stop her from getting down and giving you rapper vibes. Pregnancy is stopping <laughs> my rapper vibes. You had an opening that features one of my favorite gospel music performers, Kurt Franklin, and a very up-and-coming rapper by the name of Lil Baby. He's nice. Lil Baby just made me laugh because you can tell that inspirational gospel music isn't necessarily his lane. It's a good song. It's a good time. But the performance is very funny to watch, especially given the context of who Lil Baby is in comparison to a Kurt Franklin. Taking it back to Cardi B for a second. I'm looking at a photograph of her jumpsuit, which was gorgeous. But when I'm looking at Cardi B and how tight this thing is in her brassiere area, I got to say, as a woman who has been pregnant and has nursed mm-hmm. a child, she's kind of a hero. Just for yeah. It looks wildly painful to me. I'm looking at that I, and I'm thinking there's no way in any capacity I would wear something that tight for pain reasons. Maybe she's in the trimester where her boobs don't hurt as much. What trimester um, was that, Cardi B? I didn't get that one. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, the BET Awards was definitely very entertaining. Some great performances, some not-so-great performances. Alex, I have one question for you, though, back to Queen Latifah. Okay. Do you think Queen Latifah came out during that speech? Because it sure sounded to me like she came out during that speech. George, I feel like there's this understood thing about Queen Latifah and her relationship, but she's always been very private, always kept things very close to her in regards to her romantic relationships. At the BET Awards, she definitely shouted out someone very special to her, and her name was Ebony Nichols, and also, I believe, their child? Mm-hmm. Did I hear that? That's what I yeah. heard. And then and- concluded with Happy Pride. It was a beautiful moment. I literally I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, you should see it. I love Queen Latifah. It is the worst kept secret. And that is her business. And I'm not trying to out anyone. With that said, I have a friend who has a very interesting story about the time she had to ask Queen Latifah to stop making out with somebody in the dressing room of the boutique she was working at here in Atlanta. And I'll just leave it at that. Wow. Worst kept secret is all I'm saying. The BET Awards is very shady and very interesting (laughs) in how they do things. I felt like they had a very gay year in a very good way because they don't always lean into the gay black culture. And I really feel like they represented this year. Michaela J. Rodriguez, that's the first trans woman I've seen have presence Mm -hmm. on stage. So it was like really good seeing them give this spotlight to the LGBT community. But there was moments that they didn't really stand to the audience. And they always pan to the audience during the performances. Then when they did, they pan to Lena Waithe. <laughs> and my friend and I was just like, wait a second. Maybe we're being extra sensitive as allies wanted to make sure everyone gets their representation. But it was just a very interesting thing. Now, I will say, at the end of Lil Nas X's performance, they pan to the audience. And the reaction to his performance was very excited. Everyone seemed to enjoy the performance. I was definitely excited to see him have his moment, to see Queen Latifah have this moment. It was a very lovely moment. And happy Pride Month. Abigail, last week, Alexandria and I played a stupid new game that I called 7-Up. 
And we had so <laughs> much fun that we decided we wanted to play it again with you this week now that you're back. Seven up mm-hmm. like the drink? Has nothing to do with the drink. Uh, no. Okay, I have <laughs> okay. no idea what to expect. Here's how the game works. I have a box filled with a hundred random things and life experiences. And I'm going to draw seven of them out one by one. And we're going to rank them from best to worst. We're all doing it together. Yeah, we're going to do it together. All right. First one is ingrown hairs. Ooh. Oh, no. Have you guys ever had a hair that had grown into your skin fully so you didn't know which end it was growing from? Oh, my God. No, that sounds horrible. It happened to me. Like a rainbow hair? Kind of exciting hair? and horrible at the same time. I, I hate them. I had one get in fact that I had to go to the hospital. I would definitely put <laughs> yeah. ingrown hairs towards the bottom of the list. It's in the oh, middle no. for me. Next, we have the Muppets, Statler and Waldorf. Statler and Waldorf, are those the old guys? Those are the old guys that make fun of the rest oh, of the Oh, I Muppets. love those guys. They're great. Uh, they're, they're, really near, they're near the number but, one for me. I love Heckler. Yeah, I was like, that's who I want to be when I get older. Right. <laughs> all aspire to be. We'll put them close to the top. The third one, soap operas. Oh, oh my god. I, I secretly love these things. I'm ashamed oh, to even say that out you. loud to myself, but I do love them. I hate no, them I, and I adore Abigail, them. <laughs> I write that with you. No, let's be out and loud. Let's be out no, together here. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. Soap I love operas. a good soap opera. It's All right, do we love them great. more or less than Statler and Waldorf? For me, it's Ooh, less. For me, know. it's less too. More. For you, it's more? For real. General Hospital, All My Children, Young and the Restless. Passion. Even Melrose Place. Oh, I do love Melrose Place. If we're putting nighttime soaps in there. I don't even know that much about them. I just know that every time they were on when I was growing up, I would sneakily watch it until someone would turn it off. That's my biggest experience with it. Talk about saucy storylines, jumping the shark. It's near the top. We'll make the call on it as we keep going. (laughs) All right. We're going to put that right above Statler and Waldorf for now. What? Oh, wait, are we putting it below Statler and Waldorf? It's right below for now because oh, we right can be right below. Right below. We can tie it. Unlimited soup, salad, and breadsticks at Olive Garden. <gasps> oh. That's got to be my numero uno. You want to tell me breadsticks that are unlimited mm. from Olive Garden or Fazoli's. I'm in all day. I still mm. look for Fazoli's on the interstate. I'm the last person in America, but the only one that tops that would be Olive Garden breadsticks. It's under soap operas for me, though. For you, it's under Ooh, soap operas? No television show could ever compete with food for me. I like the unlimited soup and breadsticks. Don't get me wrong, but if I could eat another food while watching soap operas, I probably would. For you, it's under soap operas, but Abigail, you're saying it's close to number one. Definitely, yes. For me, it's kind of towards the middle. Wow. Mm. I used to really love it, but now it's just not as good. I'm I'm where you're going to hurt yourself how badly you just rolled your eyes at me. (laughs) Well, I'm thinking if this is what growing up is, I don't want it. Let's keep going. (laughs) Oh, this is fitting. That time Cardi B threw her shoe at Nicki Minaj. Oh, my God. (laughs) That produced some very funny memes. Oh, man. I just don't know enough about celebrity stuff. Like, even when we were talking about the BET stuff earlier, I was like, I want to know what we're talking about. I just don't keep up with it. So for you, it's close to the bottom. Yeah. But above ingrown hairs. Definitely. But below soap operas. (laughs) What about for you, Alex? I'm really struggling because that moment is definitely above soup and breadsticks for me. 
it's above soap operas because the memes were great. Oh my God, there's a meme that I envision every time I hear that situation that includes Big Frida on the zip line and Big Frida is going down the zip line and they're oh, 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 oh. And they're like, oh, bitch, oh, bitch. And they say that was Cardi B's shoe flying in the air. <laughs> oh, that's the- hilarious. Like, oh, my God, that was just some <laughs> incredible. I yes, watched it no. a thousand times, that video. I loved it so much. I'm going to have to watch it after this. Okay, episode. next oh. one is clothes fresh from the dryer. Oh, mm. I love it. I hate it. I would put it right above ingrown hairs. I put my clothes outside what? in the winter to cool them off. I hate clothes from the dryer. I feel suffocated. Yeah. You guys They're both like it. Bloody. Of course we yes. do. We're real human beings. Women like warm things and men tend to not. I always hear that women put their showers on boiling hot. Oh, yeah. That's... And men put it on icebox. Like, is this a thing? I think so. I opened up the dryer today and was really disgusted by how hot the clothes were. And I was actually, weirdly enough, reflecting today on how if this were the dead of winter, this would be a comforting thing. But because it's summer and I'm hot, I'm angry. So maybe it can go to a lower place for me. So for me, it's ingrown hair at the bottom. Hot clothes from the dryer, I guess, there. Only because I like so many other things more. This is too hard. I don't like this game. It is hard. <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm right there with you, Abigail. Ingrown hair, definitely at the bottom. Warm clothes out the dryer. Um, It would be a tie for me with the soup and the breadstick. Oh, wow. Okay. So somewhere in the middle. Right now, where we're at is we have ingrown hairs at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Then above that, we have unlimited soup, salad, and breadsticks <laughs> from the Olive That's Garden. that low on our totem pole? Then we have a tie for soap operas and clothes fresh from the dryer, which mm. we're going to have to fix that tie. Then the time Cardi B threw her shoe at Nicki Minaj. See, that's farther down for me. You think that should be further down? You think soap opera should be above that? I think that the warm clothes should be above that. Do you feel that way too, Alex? <laughs> what verifies their ranking? If they have a vote of two or more on that particular yeah, thing, Yeah, I think right? to negotiate it. I think you and George are taking the hot towels and the Cardi B to a different place than me. And that's all right. I'm I'm all right with that. (laughs) From the bottom, ingrown hairs, unlimited soup, salad, and breadsticks. Mm -hmm. Then clothes fresh from the dryer. (laughs) Then soap operas. (laughs) Then the shoe. Then Statler and Waldorf. Is this? This I have one more. We have one more to add. This is wrong. You're not feeling it. This is not right. Okay, I'm accepting it. Breadsticks is better than hot clothes. I can agree with breadsticks is better than hot clothes. Okay. okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Not Alex. This is insanity. I prefer breadsticks to soap operas, but you guys love soap operas a lot. Last one. Okay. Michelle Obama's arms. Those arms rock. Well, so I'm flexing right now. I'm trying to show like, my I have Michelle Obama's yes. arms. I'm trying, but I don't have them. <laughs> Exactly. I want her arms. Her arms are goals. I think I want everything about her body. She's got it going on, and I'm just working hard. Is this your number one, Abigail? No. Okay. Where would it rank for you? Muppets is still at the top for me. Michelle Obama's arms is not in the middle. It's between number one and number four, somewhere in there. What about for you, Alex? Is it above or below Cardi B throwing a shoe at Nicki Minaj? 
Oh, MG. Solid question. That is so hard. But you got to pick Michelle a, over that. I think I'm going to have to go with Michelle on this one okay. because I'm trying to get those type of arms. And so if my arms are stronger, then I can continue to scroll and find more memes and videos. Okay, so our definitive list for this round of 7-Up. Number one, Statler and Waldorf, which I totally agree with. Love them. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, Michelle Obama's arms. Number three, the time Cardi B threw her shoe and Nicki Minaj. Number four, soap operas. Number five, unlimited soup, salad, and breadsticks at the Olive Garden. Number six, clothes fresh from the dryer. And number seven, ingrown hairs. This is so hard. (laughs) This is a wild list. And it makes me so sad. And I want to apologize to all those things and let them know that I love them all the same, except for ingrown hairs. How could we have let breadsticks stoop so low? That's what I don't <laughs> understand. But That's the difficulty of 7-Up. This game is quite a challenge. It is. Very gut-wrenching. I'm going to toss and turn tonight. Thanks, George. Yeah, thank you, George. Alexandria, we have listener questions for you. Our listeners love to come ask you for advice. Abigail calls you the sage mage. People really look to you for guidance. So are you ready to answer some listener questions? I do what I can. I I carry this responsibility with great care. Give me the question. Okay. (laughs) First question is from Sophie. Hi, Sophie. Dear Alexandria. Long-time listener, first-time emailer, I seriously need some help, and I always appreciate your level-headed and hilarious advice. Why doesn't anybody ever say that to me? Alex, Sophie says, last weekend, my best friend, who's also my sorority sister, and I had a girls' night out. We went to a local wine bar and very much so enjoyed their half-priced wine bottle special. Mm-hmm. We were both girl. a little drunk after the second bottle, I bet, and we made some confessions. Right. Second bottle. Oh, snap. Okay, here we go. My mm-hmm. friend asked if I can keep a secret. Sure, oh. I said. Uh, okay. <laughs> she then made a confession that floored me. She told me that she had never been faithful in her marriage. Ooh. She said that talking? she's had many, quote, liaisons over the years, both before and oh. after she got married with, quote, countless men, including her ex-boyfriend, a co-worker. Oh, personal. she's just telling oh, us the story. That's like his personal oh. as ex-boyfriend. <laughs> ex-boyfriend, oh, okay. a co-worker, her orange uh-huh. theory coach. Oh. A mutual married friend of ours. Ma'am. And, and multiple one-night stands during business trips. I was uh, floored. Yeah. She said okay. that she mm-hmm. loves her husband and children, but cannot Girl. be satisfied by just one man. The problem is her husband is my brother. Girl! Hold on. Her husband is her best friend's... This is so effed up. Yeah. We're going to have to have a talk about proximity once all of this is wrapped. Because, girl, you, you look too close to home with a lot of your stuff. But anyway. She says, he and I have never been close, and she's always been like a sister to me, so I'm feeling extra torn. I hate to betray her confidence. I did promise to keep the secret. But I also think it's wrong to keep this from my brother. What do I do? Oh, Mm. Sophie, Sophie, Sophie. Mm -hmm. This is a hot mess. I'm not endorsing cheating, 
However, if you're going to do it, can you step outside your coworkers and being married? Yeah, that's where she's being really messy. What's the saying? You don't bleep where you sleep. I don't know. There's a saying about not eating where you piss or sleep or working. You don't do things all together because you don't want it to get messy. This is very messy. Sophie, I can see how you may be compelled to say something to your brother or maybe intervene in some sort of way. Maybe finding a way as friends to encourage your sister-in-law to tell this to your brother. Is your brother aware of these things? I would assume I, not. Yeah, I don't right. think so. If it's a secret. If it's a secret. But she did say secret, I don't right? I so, think she should uh, have told Sophie. She's being messy, and that made it messier. And you just put Sophie in the middle of this. But she also seems to be having a happy marriage otherwise. That is such <laughs> bull crap, Jordan. I'm not even going to be able to handle so that comment. Why do you stay in your marriage? This marriage has been broken 80 bajillion times by you going out with all these other guys. And that's your choice. Why don't yeah. you just give this guy the heads up and walk out of there? What is so hard so about So do you think Sophie should tell her brother? First of all, if you tell me that you're cheating on somebody that we both are mutually close to, I'm going to start putting pressure on you to fess up. Not snitch on you, but I'm going to be like, listen, you need to make a call here. Go for the gold and go for what you want and end your marriage exactly. or figure out how to stay in it. That's what I personally would do. That's what I'm saying, Sophie. Like, you need to encourage your sister-in-law to do the right thing, essentially, hopefully. I, I Not to sound too judgmental, but she needs to to fess up if she's willing to fess this information up to you she needs to be willing to do the same thing with your brother or even if she doesn't want to fess up why not just be done be like i don't want to be yeah like be done just be done sounds like you have an insatiable taste for men (laughs) that's for sure and that's fine that's your business why why do you got to drag this guy through it don't drag why you got to drag sophie through it You're so feeling for Sophie, and I'm I hate it for Sophie. I, she's like, in the worst place. No, she's yeah, not. Sophie, Abigail. you are an adult. You said you could keep a secret, so you <laughs> pass on that, okay? Just move I know, on. Sophie's like, I stole some lipstick the other day, and then she's like, I cheated nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and we know all of them. It's just too close to home. It's too heavy of a secret to bear. I have been in a similar situation where I've had to hold secrets, not about a husband and a wife, but found out that a friend of mine who was engaged to my best friend cheated on her. And my best guy friend told me about it, but it was a situation where I couldn't say anything. It's a very hard situation. So we came up with a plan to just say, yeah, girl, you should check on your boo. He's doing some shady things. Sophie, it sounds like you should talk to your friend and have her consider coming clean. Or just walking out. Or just walking out. doesn't have to come clean. Okay. I got another one. It's a short one. Let's see if we can do it real quick. Okay. Dear funny people, I have a ridiculous problem and I need your help. My cousin recently extorted a very famous A-list celebrity for over $100,000. What? Oh, no. (laughs) I told him that it was wrong and not to do it. He got away with it and now has a ton of cash in his name. Wow. He's recently invited me to join him for an all-expenses-paid trip to Bermuda, a trip I could never afford on my own. How wrong is it to benefit from ill-gotten gains? Kendra. Oh. 
I want to know. Was I know. It like I know. Girl? She buried the lead we, there. Like, what is it? Was yeah. some innocent oh. guy bamboozled out of his money, or was it? Hey, he was already doing crappy stuff anyway, and so who cares? See, this one's tough. Y'all know I try to come with that moral compass, right? Like I'm like Mother Alex Teresa or something, and <laughs> the moral compass in me feels as though. You know what's up. You know where this money is coming from. So you can't try to call out the extortion. But then we're like, but should I go to Bermuda? No. no. <laughs> I totally disagree. She told yeah. the cousin it was wrong to do. Yeah. He did it anyway. I say she goes. Are there legal implications? If somehow it comes back legally, oh, I was being blackmailed or something. And it's like, oh, she knew that she was spending this money that was illegally obtained. Mm hmm. That's my only question. If there's legal liability, don't go. If there's not, have a great trip, ma'am. We'll see you next Friday. It's Friday. <laughs> They're in Bermuda. Here comes the FBI running down the beach, all Baywatch style. You were just trying to enjoy your pina colada, get your little son, and here they come ruining everything. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And that's when Kendra looks over at him and goes, I told you. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't know anything. I'm an innocent So how are you getting standard. back home, Kendra? Now your trip is ruined. The FBI I will give you a free flight back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell but, us what happened and the details of the extortion, Kendra, and we'll, we'll pay for you, you to go to be, Bermuda. Sure. Your life is made into a lifetime movie all because you didn't like. <laughs> I would watch that movie. Say, so would I. The trip that costs me everything. That is the name of the movie. I say don't do it, girl. Don't do it. It's Bermuda. It is Bermuda. This sucks. You guys know I'm all about synergy and karma and what goes around comes around and eye for eye and all that jazz. So there's a part of me that feels like being involved in that will bring back some bad juju. And I don't want Kendra involved in that. Anyone who has extorted money and wants to take me on a trip, you can email me at funniest people I know. I didn't do the extorting. Today is Independence Day, and going in line with the holiday theme, I have brought up a writer's graveyard piece centered around Christmas. Um, okay. It makes no sense with July 4th, except that it's a holiday. That's my loose connection. This piece yep. was written for a sketch show centered around church culture, specifically Southern church culture. I wrote a piece called Christmas with the Big Guy. And we've got Frank, which is Jimmy's dad. He's a laid-back guy, just wants to take his son to see Santa Claus. Jimmy, the six-year-old, he's shy, he's scared of strangers, he really wants to see Santa. Jacob is the posh sales pitchy church volunteer who's helping organize this whole thing. And then we have one other special character that we'll meet when we get there. Alex, will you play Frank, Jimmy's dad? George, mm-hmm. if you will read Jimmy the six-year-old and our special friend, and I will read Jacob, and I'll do stage right. directions. Christmas with the big guy. Exterior church building, day. We see a father with a son waiting in line, anxiously looking around as if unsure they're in the right place. Frank sees the attendant, Jacob, who is walking down the line handing out cards to each family. Is this the line to see Santa? 
this is the line for the big guy. Cool. We were worried when we didn't see anybody else here. Your church is the only place open with all these COVID restrictions. I didn't think Jimmy here would get to meet Santa this year. Ooh, and have you been a good little boy this year, Jimmy? Mm-hmm. Is that true, Jimmy? Because if it's not, the father of Christmas will know. After all, he sees your deviating. He knows when you have strayed. He knows your lusty, nasty thoughts. So for goodness sakes, behave. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I never heard that version of the song. Have you, Jimmy? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. We'll have to sing that one to Mommy sometime. <laughs> Let's take you to meet the good old saint now, shall we, Jimmy? Jimmy, not listening, excitedly pushes past Jacob as Frank stares in wild disbelief through the open door as we see... Holy, holy, holy. <laughs> and aren't you a fine young boy? Come sit on old Christ Kringle's lap and tell me what you're going to get me for my birthday. Jimmy stops abruptly and looks back at his dad, terrified, as Jacob ushers Jimmy onto Christ Kringle's lap. It's Jimmy, isn't it? And have you been a good little boy this year, Jimmy? Jimmy nods silently. Well, I'm glad to hear that, my son. But Jimmy, I'm afraid to tell you that's a lie. You see, none of us are inherently good. Christ Kringle takes out a pamphlet to demonstrate. Now, if you look here, Jimmy, all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Are you the real Santa? You don't look like Santa. Well, not exactly, Jimmy. My name's Jesus. Oh, my mommy talks about some guy named Jesus sometimes, but I don't know who she's talking about. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear you've heard about me. Yeah. Mommy screams your name sometimes when she and Daddy are in their room for their special alone time, but I can't go in there because I'm not allowed to play naked. Okay. Uh, son, I think we've taken up enough of this man's time. Let's just... Uh... Santa Jesus? Is it true you go to everybody's house on Christmas Eve and bring all the children toys all in one night? Christ Kringle looks at Jacob, obviously unsure how to handle this. Well, Jimmy, Santa... St. Nicholas was a wonderful man who represents the spirit of Christmas. But if you're asking me the truth, Jimmy, then, well, I feel like if I'm Jesus, then I have to tell you the truth, which is, well, Jimmy, Santa Claus isn't actually really now, son. It's time to head out. Um, I think we've taken up enough of Santa Jesus' time. Say thank you and, yeah, come on, say thank you. Just ask Santa for what I wanted! Then ask him and let's go. Santa Jesus, for Christmas this year, I want to ask you if I could give my friend Sarah all my presents because she's sick this year and can't come to see you. Everyone stops and is truly touched by Jimmy's request. Oh, and one last thing. Can you kill my next-door neighbor, Austin? Because he's been a real tat this year, and I'm just sick of his Either that or don't let him into heaven. Thanks, Santa Jesus. Blackout. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about half of this crap that I wrote, and I was cringing. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, that's so great. I love Jimmy. 
I'm going to get kicked out of my family. <laughs> oh, gosh. Could you even imagine? I would die if you yes. go and yes, there's like I Christ can. Kringle. That would be so funny. That's really funny, Abigail. Thank you for sharing that. Well, thanks for reading it. <laughs> and Merry Christmas to you all. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I think we're like six months out, right? Or a little under six months. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Abigail, a holiday is a holiday. What's the difference between <laughs> Christmas, Valentine's Day, or your birthday? Happy, it's all the same. It's all the same. Happy halfway. <laughs> They're all meant to be celebrated. <laughs> well, this has been another episode of Funniest People I Know. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you so much to producer Jane Boynton, who edits the show. Thank you, Jane. If you enjoy the show, please like, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. We're available everywhere you find podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and Pandora. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. (laughs) 